Good morning and welcome to Journeys in Grace. Hello, my name is Pastor Eric Hubbard. We thank you for joining us today as we go into the study of the Word of God. And in this time that we live in, we know that there are many difficult things and we can't, things that at times we can't understand. But I want to let you know that God gave us the Bible. And this is why, one of the reasons why I'm here today, to let you know that the Bible has answers for us. It has the answers to our, our the things that we face in life the issues, the problems, the uh, unresolved uh, conflict, the Bible has an answer and it's in the word of God. And if we trust him, if we learn to just walk in God by faith, no matter whatever the, whatever the issue is, God has an answer. And many would say, well, preacher, that's easy for you to say. But I want to tell you, there's none of us, none of us goes through this life. You don't, you know, you we all arrived in, earth in, uh, into our families, into our homes, into different situations, uh, but nobody comes in here and leaves the same way. You are going to go through something. You are going to be tested. You're going to be tried. There are going to be things that uh, come out of, of, we say sometimes, out of left field, where you just don't understand, why did this happen to me? And sometimes in error, Many of us, we blame God for what happened in, is, is, is happening in our life. When we see the death of loved ones, we see uh, accidents or uh, cruel words being spoken. And some would even have us to believe that this is God's fault. Well, if God didn't want me to uh, have cancer, if God didn't want to take my, my mother home and here you are five, six, seven years old, or even at birth, and, and, and some blame it on God. They even have things in law that cause that cause uh, some of these incidents acts of God. But I want to tell you, beloved, we live in a fallen world, a world that was uh, turned by the, uh, uh, turned off his course, the perfect course that had, God had for us in the Garden of Eden. He had that for Adam, but God had an answer because he knew that somebody was going to uh, uh, go astray. So he had the answer and that answer was Jesus in eternity. And these are some of the things we're going to talk about today. And I want to let you know that we can reign in life. We can reign no matter what happens, no matter what the issue is, no matter what you face today, you can reign over it. You can progress through it. And whatever we face, if we, if we face it with him, not go to God in the middle of it or at the end of it and say, oh, wow, I wish I would have called on God. But in the beginning, when you see it, some things we didn't see coming. If we would reach out to him and say, Lord, give me instruction. Proverbs, the book of Proverbs, the book of wisdom speaks to us. It says all you're getting, get an understanding before you go in. Set your mind, set your heart to say, no matter what comes, Father, I trust you. But not only that, I'm going to go to you for the answer and trust you to lead me out. So let's go today. We're going to start out in the book of beginnings, uh, the book of Genesis. And again, we're talking about reigning in life. But we also I want to let you know, not only should we uh, reign in life, but we are anointed for now. Why And why am I saying that? Because there is a reason why you are on this planet. You are not put on this planet just to live and breathe and die and not accomplish the purpose which God set for you. All of us have a purpose. No matter, how, we may think it's small, 
and uh, some people feel like if they're not in front of the camera, if, not, if they're not uh, out in the pulpit, if they're not having leading a million dollar, billion dollar business, if they're uh, a mom at home or a dad who are raising their kids, some of you are raising your grandkids, you're raising uh, 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 orphans or you're raising uh, foster kids, you have a purpose. The impact that you have on people in your everyday life will affect them throughout eternity because you reached out to them and said, you know, there's a better way. I have turned my life over to Christ. Let me lead you. Let me show you how, I, how God showed me how to handle this. See, you have an impact. You have an impact. And I believe that's why we are here today, not just for ourselves, but we are here to affect others. And that's why we are here to reign and we are here and we are anointed to reign in life. We are anointed for now, for 2021 or whenever you are listening to this, you are anointed for now. And if you walk in, the, if you walk in trusting God and seeking his face, seeking him to say, Lord, where would you, what would you have me to do? Then we'll find out even in the beginning, God had a purpose. He had a plan, and if we'll follow his purpose, follow his plan, go back to the design, and that's why we're going to Genesis today. We're going back to the original designer of the earth and all the things that make it up. When we go back to God and get his design for where we're to be, we will end up, we will have a, we will walk through the blessed life. And I'm, whenever we talk about blessing, people want to say, oh, that's all they want to talk about is money. The Bible says that money answers purposes. But I want to tell you today that what God has for us is he means for us to walk in a life where we walk in his design, his divine purpose, his divine purpose. No matter how small that some may say it may look, when you're walking in God's purpose, you are walking, you will find that you will walk with peace. And peace does not mean the absence of problems. Peace means that in the midst of problems, I am able to look to God and say, I trust him. Because uh, he did it before, he will do it again. Let's go to Genesis, first book of the Bible, chapter number one. We're going to start out in verse number, uh, verse Chapter 1, verse 2. And it says, And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. In the midst of darkness, how many of us, uh, we, when we look and we face problems and it looks like everything is dark, there's confusion, there's a noise, you know, whenever there's an, an accident, if you've ever been in an accident, it seems like, you know, there's been a crash. It seems like this is a, a, just a bunch of noise and chaos. But when everything settles, before the sirens, before all those things come, there is a, there's a quietness. And when you do, when, you, when, when you're going through these things, we should always, first we go in with God, but in the middle of it, we must remember who he is. Before we make the phone call to the family, before we make the, you know, you, before you dial 911, remember God. Father, you are with me in the midst of this. And here, in the, the Bible says, the earth without form and it was void, meaning it had no shape. 
when something the void is empty, rather, without form. It had it, it uh, all the things within it hadn't been shaped yet, and it said darkness was there. Darkness was all around, and God spoke light in the midst of the darkness. The scripture says that He speaks those things that are not as though they were. God looked in the darkness and by faith says, Light, come here. And light came. And the third verse says, And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God said, Light be. And light showed up. Why? Because light was inside of him. God is light. He is light. He is life. That's why he could speak life. He could speak light because it was in him. And this same life, and this, which is Christ in us, the hope of glory, we can speak life in the midst of darkness, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of confusion, and all the things that are going on in our life. Again, when, when there's death, when there's accident, when there's loss, when there's confusion, when there's argument, in the midst of all of that, you can find the peace of God that passes all understanding and where people are falling out when they're losing their very minds, when they're uh, 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 have to throw their hands up in their hair and pull like they're pulling their hair out. They don't know what to do. In the midst of that is, is, is Jesus Christ the righteous, the hope of the world. It's Christ in us. That's how we can stand up. See, in the middle of, 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 the, of black darkness, in the midnight, if you just strike a match, People will be drawn to that's that little light. Jesus said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, it doesn't matter about the size of your faith. It's whether you have faith or not. It's not about the, the amount of your faith. It's the amount of the unbelief that, that attacks us. If you can push out the unbelief and say, I'm trusting God. I trust God by, the way I, by how I live. I trust God by how I give. I trust God by, by, by what's coming out of me because I've taken his word in and I've, I'm learning to trust him. And all of us are on the path. Now, you won't, as long as you're in this life, there's always something to learn. Whether you choose to learn it or not, there's, there's more to learn. There's more to gain. But what I'm saying is we've got to get on that road because you're going to face something. You're going to face the trial. If, you don't, if you're not facing one now, one's coming. Because we live in a fallen world. Even if you go somewhere and you go and live in a monastery or you go out into the woods and you become a prepper and you uh, uh, dig you a hole in the, in the, in the, uh, go live in a cave, you're going to find trials and tribulations in that cave. Because we live in a fallen world. But you know what? God is in the midst of this saying, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. If you let him, let the light be in you. Let God drive away the darkness. Drive away those that, that, that evil lifestyle that we used to live or that seeks to come back on you. You have a power over it now. If you're a believer and your past is trying to come back to you, you have the power to say that old man, that old woman is dead. I have life in me now. I have light in me now because Christ lives in me. Apostle Paul says, not I. It's not me. 
He says, the life that I now live, I live by the faith of Jesus Christ. That's in the book of, <clears throat> book of Galatians, excuse me, third chapter, on 29th verse, uh, 20th verse rather. It says that the life that I now live, I live by the faith, by his faith. I live by what he, well, by what he's done inside of me. The, the, the good works that I do, it's not of me. You know, it's, it's me getting on a, a podcast and speaking to people all around the world. Those who would uh, hear what we have to say today. I want to tell you that it's Christ in me. It's Christ in you now that last year about this time, you might have been freaking out. All these things are happening. Corona's come. Now there's another diversion of Corona. And I'm going to tell you, because we live in the last days, more is coming. There will be more commotion. There will be more uh, uh, disruption in life. But we, but Jesus says what? Be not, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in me, believe in God, believe also in me. If you just read St. John 14, 15, 16, where Jesus was talking about those chapters, St. John 14, 15, 16, where he was says, look, look, I'm about ready to go. I'm getting ready to go now. He said, if you believe in God, believe also in me. But going back to what I just said a few minutes ago about Christ in me, this is uh, Galatians 2.20. He says, this was Paul talking. He says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. But Christ lives in me. Let the Jesus in you come out. Let him. That's how we reign. We reign by let, allowing Jesus to live in us. One of my brothers and I, we were on a, a Bible study not, not many days before. And many times when we're confronted with things, in that instant when we want to, you know, we want to fire our tongue off. And, and, and shoot them, shoot those bullets <clears throat> that comes from our <clears throat> fleshly man. Or we want to get somebody, somebody told, somebody cut you off in traffic. And we say down south, somebody got smart with you. And want to tell you off. Before you fire back those words and get them and put them in their place, let the Christ in you, let the peace of God that passes all understanding, let him speak. It's not worth it, beloved. It's not worth having the last say. You don't have to win every battle. You don't have to have the last word. You don't have to put everybody in their place. If you'll just let Jesus speak to your heart and say, look, that may be a reason why they cut you off in track. They're trying to get to that a sick child. They're trying to get to the hospital. They're late. They've been told they're going to be fired off this job if they're late one more time. No, it's not your problem. But have mercy. The Bible says, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. One day you're going to be in a hurry. One day you're going to be threatened. One day you're going to need someone to, to be merciful to you. Be merciful. Because we want the Christ in us. Paul said, the life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me because of, of his great love. This is why we can, we reign in life. This is why we can live above it. See, we have to learn how to live above the fleshly man, live above the lost man or the lost woman. That woman that we used, you used to be, 
that man that we used to be. You know, curse anybody out, get anybody told. To now, now you have the ability to live the blessed life. It's a blessing when you can wake up and know. Now you know all my all my bills are not paid. Yeah, there's some things that I owe and some stuff I got thing I got to deal with. But you know what? All is well. It is well in, with my soul. It is well because I trust you, Lord. No, I'm not in the, in the perfect job. No, the marriage may not be the perfect marriage. But you know what, Lord? I trust you. We're trying to work it out. We were at the point, you might have been at the point of divorce. But you're, you're doing your best to work it out by trusting in God. Say, Lord, it's not all of his fault. It's not all of, it's not all of her fault. But I'm, I've got something to do with this too. And see, when you're in a marriage, somebody may need this. God is not going to judge you based on what the other person did. He's going to judge you on how you treated them, now how, not how they treated you. He's going to judge you, not how they treated you, but how you treated them. So let the Christ in you live. Let the God of all, of all God, let the God of all creation, let him live in you. For he's spoken life to you. Receive his light. You don't have to try to be what you are. I was born a Hubbard. I, ain't, I, don't have to try, I don't have to be a Hubbard. I mean, I don't have to try to be one. I am one because I am, he's my father. When Christ is your father, be who he said you are. You are an overcomer. You are protected. You are blessed. You are the righteousness of God. Because when we look at ourselves in the mirror, it's a man. You're saying I'm the righteousness of God, but I remember what I did yesterday. It's not about what you do. It's about who you are. Because many times our doing is not, hadn't caught up, up to what we are. The Bible says it on this way. Said Paul said that uh, when, a, when, 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 when the child, uh, who is the inheritor, when that inheritor is a child, he's just like a servant. You don't give a child a, 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 a car to drive. You don't give a five-year-old a, a Maserati or a BMW or a Rolls Royce or a Bugatti. You don't give none of them. You don't give a child, if you're a wise father or mother, you don't give them that car. Say, here, take the keys, go. Just like you don't give it to your servant. You give it to them to drive you, but you don't, uh, or somebody that works for you to your chauffeur. You don't give him or her your keys. Hey, I'll see you in a little bit. No, you don't do that because this because they don't have the right to that. Even though that child has your name, they have your blood, they have your characteristics, they may be a junior, or they may be your favorite, your darling daughter, but yet as a five, six, seven, 12 year old, you don't give them no keys and send them out on uh, on the major highways and say, okay, go drive. Because there are yet a child, but there comes a time when they reach a level of maturity when that child walks in their inheritance. And that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to reign. When you live and you receive what God has for you and you walk out, you walk this thing out. Again, as I said earlier, we all have more to learn. We all have more to, to, to get in this life. 
And what I mean by that, more understanding. And when we become usable, God will use you. And he will show you your purpose. He will show you, as the book of Romans said, Romans 12 too, that good and perfect, good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. The good will, the acceptable will, and the perfect will. God will take you step by step, as Romans 12, uh, 1 and 2 says. He will take you step by step until you are ready to do the things that he had designed for you to do. So again, we went back to the beginning today. We went back to the beginnings. And I haven't gotten halfway of what I, what I wanted to talk about today. But let's go down now to uh, still in the book of Psalms. Psalms, um, still, I'm sorry, Genesis chapter 1, verse number 28. And it reads, I'm sorry, Genesis, we're going to read 26 through 28. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, fowls of the air, over the cattle and over the earth, every creeping thing. And the seventh verse, he says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Then it says, God blessed them and said what? Be fruitful, be multiplied, be replenished, be a subduer and be in dominion. We have to realize who we be. That's not correct English, but we are what God says we are. You are anointed for now. You are anointed for this year, this month, this week, this day, this hour, this minute. You are, if you, you, if you are on this earth and you have breath, breath in your body, you are anointed for right now. You weren't anointed for the 1820s. You weren't anointed for the 1720s because that wasn't your time. Your time is right now. Today, the Bible says, in the days you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Let your, uh, as Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. You can reign in life today if you trust him and allow God to be God of your life. Now let's go on now to uh, the book of Philippians. Philippians, first chapter. We're going to start reading at the um, sixth verse. Paul says to the Philippians, be confident of this very thing, that he which began a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He says, be confident. He said, being confident, rather. Again, be. Being confident of this very thing, Confidence got the confidence is a state of mind. Sometimes you might not even have a thing. You know, you there are times when you go out and you get yourself built up in faith, and, and because faith is not something you can just hold on to today and say, okay, I'm at this certain level of faith. No, you have to use your faith. You have to exercise. The Bible says exercise your faith. But we have to, we have to uh, walk in the confidence, not in our own abilities. Knowing that we do need, you need to have some abilities when what God calls you to do. You, you're going to have some, uh, you're going to be, he, God will anoint what you have. All right. You know, I can sing all I want to, but I'm not, I don't have an ability to have a recordable voice that you would want to hear for a singing's concern. But 
God will anoint you. Now, I'm not saying God can't. He would have to give me a special anointing to do that. But I'm not saying he can't. But that's not my calling. But my point is, and being confident is, that when God is with you and you trust in his word, this is what Paul is telling them. He says, being confident of this very thing, that he which began a good work. God put, God started this work, not just when you got on this planet and your mom met your dad and said, oh, I guess, God said, oh, I guess when uh, 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 my, my, my children get together and I see uh, Eric coming, oh, let me see if I can get something for him. No, before the foundation of the world, God had a plan for my life, just like he got one for you. As I said, I was began earlier, I never would have picked me to be a preacher. If anybody to get up before people and talk about the Bible, this was the last thing on my list. And yet I do it because I do it for him, not for me. But he says, cover of this thing that he which began has begun a good work in you, will perform it until the revelation of Jesus Christ. I'm inserting that word revelation until that day, until Jesus is come back to this earth uh, 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 to reign in person, to rapture, to death, till my day comes, my last day rather, God's going to continue to work on me. He's going to, he's going to um, uh, continue to work in me and through me and for me. And so that when I, this life is over, this 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 flesh this uh my my soulish man he's gonna he's gonna continue to work on him but as i said uh before in previous lesson my spirit he's ready to go right now but my soulish man that's the one i have to feed give him the word of god give him encouraging encouraging words receive the faith of god and the love of god because my spirit man is ready but all of our soulish men, that soulish man on the inside of you, that's which is your mind, will, and emotion. He's the one that's got to be fed the word of God. Because when the Bible says old things have passed away, behold, all have become new. Your spirit man is who he's talking about. That spirit man is the new one. But your mind, will, and emotion must be edified about the will and the purpose of God. So let's go now. Uh, over to the book of Jeremiah. I believe that's where we're going to end today. Jeremiah, Jeremiah 1, first verse, first chapter, rather, fifth verse. Jeremiah 1, verse number five. This is God speaking to the prophet Isaiah. I'm sorry, the prophet Jeremiah. Prophet Jeremiah, first chapter, fifth verse. He says, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew you. He said, before your mom met your daddy, I knew you. I knew you. I had an anointing already and purpose put on your life, which before you knew that I had called you to be a prophet, I knew I had called you to be a prophet. And before you came forth out of the womb, he said, I sanctified you. He said, I got you ready. All of this was ready. I was just waiting on you. See, many times we think that we are waiting on God, but God is waiting on us. Jeremiah was anointed for his time before his time. 
God spoke to him before, said, be the prophet. Be. Before he became into being, God has spoken over him. He says, I sanctified you and I ordained you a prophet unto the nations. Again, just one biblical instance of what God, he spoke some of the same words over um, Isaiah as he began to call him. Isaiah said, Lord, I'm an unclean, I'm an unclean man, living in the midst of an unclean people. God said, I got you. The angel reached and grabbed a coal off the temple, off the altar, and put it on his lips. God said, I got you. See, many times we speak about what we can't do. God, I'm, I can't do this. I can't do that. I'm not worthy of this. I'm not worthy of that. Don't worry about being worthy. Just do the things that God has revealed to you to do for today. Maybe some of you has been revealed that you'll be in business or be in ministry or be, you know, you, you, you'll be in music. You'll be in uh, construction. You'll be in education. You'll be uh, uh, in politics. Maybe you'll be the mayor or whatever else. But here you are today and nobody knows your name. But if you will be about the father's business, the Bible says be faithful in a few things. And I'll make you master over many. God might have told you, look, you're going to, you're going to, um, I'm going to make you pastor of this church one day. And it could be a church of 5,000, 10,000, whatever the case may be. But God doesn't start you out in the palace. Just give an example here. He may start you out cleaning the bathrooms, cutting the grass. He may start you out as a chauffeur, teaching, teaching Sunday school, teaching the kids. That's the little thing. Sometimes we look at those as little things, but God looks at the faithfulness of it. How can he trust you with much when he can't trust you with little? Reign.